Hello, this is Michael Stone, the host of Conversations. We're committed to bringing you leading-edge thinkers in the areas of environmental restoration, social justice, and spiritual fulfillment. On our program, we look for positive solutions to local and global issues that leave you touched, moved, and inspired to action. Our weekly guests include local and global experts and concerned citizens working together to heal the wounds that separate, alienate, and marginalize people. Welcome to Conversations. This is your host, Michael Stone, and I am so looking forward to today's conversation. We're going to be going to the ancient wisdom of the Incans and to Peru with Jamie Alvarez Acosta. He's a traditional wisdom keeper in Curandero from Cusco, Peru, and a featured guest speaker at conferences throughout the world. Guiding groups and once-in-a-lifetime spiritual journeys to Peru is a passion for Jamie, who's best known for his heart-centered approach to ceremony and healing, supporting liberation from limitations and connecting to heart and purpose. Jamie, welcome to Conversations. Thank you, my bro. Thanks for your invitation. I am really happy to be here with you. You know, it's a lot of beautiful heart there. So it's amazing to be este, present here with you yes. in this beautiful world, you know? <laughs> yes, likewise, my brother. Really, really wonderful to be together. And I think um, one of my absolute favorite place, places in the world is Cusco. Probably, probably live there if I didn't live in such a beautiful place in Canada. But the traditions, and when I go to the Sacred Valley or Cusco or anywhere, I just, I just feel the spiritual heart of myself. And I'm, I'm so excited to talk about your journey and your learning as a curandero. Maybe you could begin by talking a little bit about how you took on this role and became a healer and a, a practitioner. Mm. Well, it's a really... It's a little long story, but I beginning when when I am a child, uh, my grandma do some kind of este, healing, uh, working with plants, um, you know, and also do um, uh, do some kind of readings. Uh, we traditionally we do the coca leaf readings, so she is the one that do this this part, and many people come to the house to um, you know have a readings with her. <laughs> Um, well, when I have like a six years old, my mom, my grandma passed. And it's in one moment that I be oh, confusing, you know, that after, after this is a really crazy moment in my life until when I have like a four, 13, 14, when I uh, beginning to be connecting another time with this kind of things of spirituality, you know. Um, I I begin in this process because uh, the we have some accident, um, and also uh, some robbers almost killed me to rob me some things. And after this. I be really scared. I don't like to go out, you know, with friends, nothing. I just like to be in my house. And one day, this is the beautiful man appear to make some offering in my house. 
um, my mom, somebody knocked the door, my mom opened, and it's this, this man, and she, she know him. Somebody, a, a beautiful older friend from my grandma, and say that she, he dreaming with my grandma, and my grandma say that is, please go to the house of my daughter and do the offering and heal my grandchild. So he came, do the offering, and I feel so, so scary in this moment. I don't want to go out or be connecting with nothing. And there he do a healing for me, do a despacho for me. And remember that he said, we need to go and recuperate your soul because you already be lost. Mm -hmm. And uh, he recuperated, he do the ceremony to recuperate myself, to bring myself back. And after this is, is the beautiful things of transformation and transmutation came into my life. And I need to recognize that in the beginning, when I go to be with the elders and go for, you know, we don't do ceremonies in the way that we do now, but uh, these guys have a meeting and I go there. Uh, this, uh, the elders have sometimes the, an offering ceremony and I go there, you know, because it's the only place that I feel safe. Yeah. The, the beginning, I begin to move there because I have the fears to go out, you know. So the safe place for me is this circle with the elders. It's the only place that I feel in peace, mm. you know. And I just continue go there and go there and go there. I never thinking to be a shaman or working in this way. It's not my priority in this time. You know, it's like some place that I enjoy to be. And I just go because I love to be there. Mm. You see? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's so perfect what you're talking about because here there's so much fear on the planet right now. So many people are locked in their homes in that fear. And we're talking about, you know, your actually what took you or maybe your grandmother took you there. But what took you to be healed was this relationship to the elders and this kind of healing. So for people who are listening, let's talk about fear and the opportunity of fear, the learning of fear, and how that can actually be a place where we can grow and develop our soul. Um, yeah, when, when I think when I beginning in this spiritual path, the main challenge that I have is the fears, you know? I have fears for everything. And in one way, I have a lot of fears, for example, to walking, working at night, you know. Shamans generally working at night. We love to, my master always say, is the time when everyone go to rest. And mother also have the ability to release many of the energy that she received for humanity in the day. She mm. released at night, you know. And it's the perfect, the perfect time to work in spirituality because she's supporting us the releasing of the energy. Mm -hmm. And later she said that is at night you don't see things, but you need to feel everything. So, and this is such a beautiful thing. And I realized later that I have fears to feel. Mm -hmm. You know, I, the main challenge for myself, for me, is myself. Yeah. And um, 
one of my elders say something beautiful. Jimmy, it's just you. Don't have fears. It's just you, you know? And a little by little, I move in this reality. It's, no, it's just me. So I don't need to be fearful of me. I need to enjoy who I am. But I continue dealing with this idea of fears until one elder came and told me that fears is the most deep respect. You don't have fears, you have respect. You respect the things that you don't know. There, something click inside of me. Mm-hmm. And every time that I feel fears, I say, no, I don't, it's no fears. It's the respect that I have for the things that I don't know, and I don't know me. Mm-hmm. And this situation is me. So I need to give me the opportunity to remember who I am. Mm, I love that. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I work a lot with people in coaching and groups, as you do, similar kinds of thing. And I love the thing you said about feeling the fears, feeling everything. As someone who's also studied psychology, there's a thing called attachment theory that happens in our early ages. If we have good parenting or we're close, then we are more whole. And if we don't have the best parenting, depending on the level of it, we can be damaged or have soul loss or dissociation. And when a threat comes, a big fear or a big threat comes to us, in or, and the body is so intelligent, and the nervous system has such intelligence and wisdom from our ancestors forever, that a part of us shuts down. Our essence becomes closed. Our essential goodness becomes closed down to protect us. So it's a friend. And I love, so you say, respect the fears. Well, that's exactly from a psychological as well as soul retrieval thing is to honor the message of it and to love that fear and recognize that it's actually wanting to be freed from its prison, mm-hmm. which is in our body, right? It wants to be free. So the only way we can free it is not to push it away because it'll pop back up again, but, no. but to, to love it and honor it and, and putting in the context of respecting it because it is a messenger from our soul, hey? Exactly. I remember the one time when I do a ceremony with my, you know, with my elders, mm-hmm. and I go to talk with my fears. And basically, me and him sitting in in one in in the middle of my heart, you know, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the heart we talking and say, uh, it's like a it's like my heart beginning to be a table, you see, and we sitting and talk, and I say. I learned everything that you need to teach to me. But please, I ask for you a favor. Don't live inside of me. Live outside of me. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful because we, we, there we see, we sign some things in, our, in my heart, in our heart, you know? And he promised me that he go to be around me, but not inside of me. Mm-hmm. And the moment that he moved out, is with this beautiful party celebration. Everything is like, uh, I don't know, fireworks and uh, a lot of uh, colors and sparkling things, you know? It's like such a beautiful party. It's like a circus go out mm-hmm. from my heart. Mm-hmm. And he say, bye, 
I hope I don't see you more, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I say bye, thank you. Uh, later, months later, years later, I remember I go to the house of uh, some friend and I beginning to feel the fears. Mm -hmm. what, what has happened? You know, I pray attention. What happened? I look around, it's maybe eight at night. I walking in these steps. And I don't know, I beginning to feel a little weird. So the first reaction is like, uh, stay my, 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 stop a taxi. I stopped one taxi. And in this moment, I see three guys running, almost catching me. Mm -hmm. I go into the taxi and the taxi beginning to move, no? And he say, the, ta the taxi driver said to me, hey, almost these robbers catching you. Wow. You know, so they go, oh my God. And, and that is when the fear came and touched my heart and say, hey, pay attention, you know? Something here is not in harmony with you. Yeah. So now I know how it's working with the fears outside of you. Because fears is helpful, you know, yes. uh, supporting you to to learn many beautiful things. But it's a great it's a great awakening actually. When there's yeah. fear, there's something to pay attention to. Is the is, is this is the correct way? Yeah, you know. Now we talking sometimes that what is correct and what is easy. Mm. You know, my master always say sometimes people try to do the easy way. You know, and when we try to bring some things in the easy way um, or change things in the easy way, it's never true. Because in one or another moment, go to come back. Now, the, what is the correct way? The correct way is the process. Transform your fears. It's nothing that is going to happen one day to the other. It's a process. Mm -hmm. And the process in the process you go to learn how to live with this reality how to live with this energy mm. how to pay attention to this energy you know yeah. for this reason i always say to my students uh, in what way you like to do the things because it's easy for you to push out your fears mm -hmm. and in this way you push out one part of you you know so it's always a fight in between you and you yeah you see what is the correct way the correct way is that go i have fears okay i need to learn from the fear so i need to give to my fear something that he need what he need with the fears is for me to be protecting and safe mm. so i need to give safe and protection to these fears so transforming the energy of fears in something different mm. When my fears is stronger enough, have the possibility to move out from myself and living around, but knowing inside of me. Mm -hmm. But I need to empower my fears until this energy have the capacity to move ahead. You see, this is a little bit the challenge sometimes that the, pe the people think that the energy, for example, fears or sadness or anger or something, we need to reduce the, the intensity. We need to reduce his energy. And in this way, we're moving out. No, we need to empower this energy. Right. 
We need to empower the fears until he has the capacity to don't depending on me. He's not moving, moving for his own. It's like a child. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. My, my, one of my elders says something beautiful. All these feelings that you have is your children. Mm-hmm. You create your child with your ideas, with your feelings, with, your, with whatever things. You create this child. Now, what do you want to do with the child? You want to kill this child? You want to kick out this child? Or you want to take care of the child and supporting the child and empower the child? And when these guys be stronger enough, go to move for his own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. All of these emotions and parts of ourselves that we don't like or we try to push away are really representative of our childhood friends. You know, they are our friends from a time they protected us. And so again, we come back to loving those parts of ourselves that we've been trying to push away or change or not accept as an access to a greater wholeness and spaciousness for ourselves. One of the things that what you're saying brought up for me is the sense of aloneness or separation. So people are in lockdown, uh, they're connecting maybe by technology, but there's a feeling of aloneness. And my particular work and what I do is really about dissolving the myth of separation. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what you said, why I'm thinking of this is, about your grandmother and about your ancestors and about your elders and also about the robbers Mm -hmm. that we live in a world where we deny our connection with all of this as if we're you know immaculate conceptions or something that we don't have this particularly in north america united states would be because there's the the cowboy, the rugged individual, you know, the ones that are carrying guns to the courthouse steps right now, this kind of individualism, which is really at the heart of of the suffering. Mm -hmm. And when I think of alone, you know, if you break the word alone down, Jamie, it's all one. (laughs) 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 How do we how do we move from alone to all one? And the practices, I think many of the practices that you, that you teach, the Andean practices and the practices of your elders are ones that I would love for you to share some of the different, for instance, harmonizing of the three bodies, the serpent, uh, 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 the mind, the, the body and the soul, the condor, the serpent and the puma, the, you know, to integrate those parts. The harmony part also relates to how we connect to the world. Can you share a little bit about that process of the three bodies? Well, we're beginning with something that part of the loneliness that you say, you know. Right. That many people feel alone and loneliness because um, it's, it's an illusion that we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is one illusion and this illusion have one origin and the origin is really beautiful but big i don't know if you many people go to like what i go to say but is the origin of this and the loneliness is something that is is the 
is an internal state of conscious. Okay, when I go to do some kind of a ritual with one of my elders, he create a circle in the top part of the mountain and put me there to to, to connecting for like three four days, um, and I feel the loneliness and I feel the, uh, that I am alone. And he came one day and told me, "Say, Jimmy, you don't be alone." You have the tree, you have the plants, you have the, the little stones, you have uh, there a, a little bit of the fire, so you never be alone. And in the final part, you have you. So alone, you never go to be, including if you like to be alone, it's not possible for you to be alone, <laughs> you know? So it's something that, Sure, breaking breaking all my mind and the things that I know in this moment. Because when you really realize that it's impossible for you to be alone. You see, you have many things around you. And the people that don't understand is what, you, what is your relationship with the things. Okay? And in the final part, you have you. That this is something beautiful because... You you have you, one is a I and the other is a my, you know, the female side and the male side of you. So when you always have you, you have always somebody to talk and to share. And this goes to the the other idea that I like to share with you guys. According to my elders say that this is the main um this feeling, <laughs> the loneliness and the I am everything. Is coming for the biggest um, bacteria, the big virus that the religion bring for us or mm. to us. Mm -hmm. What is the the virus? Is the belief system in one God. You see, my ancestors, my elders say this God is chulia. What mean chulia? That don't know how to share. So if you if, if God that supposedly is the big the most big idea that we have is just one don't know how to share because he's everything so how we that we are the most simple part we how we learn to share mm. how we realize that is more things there around us is for the reason that in the Indian traditions we believe in God Mother and God Father. You know, Wiracocha and Pachacama. Yep. You see? The Godmother and Godfather. Because for the most big part of our idea is parity. No duality is no uh, I don't know, duality, the other things. Um is parity, is pair. We need both. Mm -hmm. I have one of my elders here in, in Canada, that is a beautiful man. And he said to me, you know, in my life, I am Métis. Métis means mixing between a native woman uh, or na native, half part of him is native and the other half part of him is European. And he said, if somebody try for me to, to choose between my mom and my dad, I don't want to choose. I love both. So it's one reality. 
that in, in spirituality, the people need to realize that exists God mother and God father. And you don't need to choose. You need to learn from both. And that is the parity. So for this reason, in Andean traditions, the people don't believe in good or bad. Mm -hmm. If the people beginning to believe in good or bad, in the demons and the angels and the things, my, my, one of my elders say that this is the spirituality that is coming from the mind. The one that try to understand everything. Because the mind have these mirrors. We don't have one brain, we have two brains, you know. And these guys look each other. And if believe in one thing, go to believe in the other thing. If you look in white, go to believe in black. Mm -hmm. You see? And my elders say that we don't live in black and white. We live in between. What exists in between? The rainbow. <laughs> For this reason, the symbol in the Andean traditions is the rainbow. rainbow yeah. And the rainbow represents all the different colors, all the different realities, all the different textures that life brings to you. Yeah. You see? So it's exactly for the reason that we don't live between our mom and our dad. We believe in between. We live in between. One day, I say to my son, I say, give me my part. Joking with him, you know. <laughs> I say, what, what is your part, he say? Half part of you is mine. The other half part of you is for your mom. <laughs> you know? So he say, what is mine? Nothing. Genetically, half part is mine. The other half part is for your mom. You don't have anything. Okay. And he say, no, no, no. I have the ability to live with you and my mom together. <laughs> and I need to deal with the things. Sure. Of course. So I have the ability to have mom and dad together. And I need to learn how to harmonize these two worlds inside of my world. Mm -hmm. You mm. see? So, and that is the seven colors. All the bridge of my own world, you know? Um, so when, much, there's so much in what you're saying. <laughs> I want to, yeah, there's a lot of threads in what you're saying. Let's go back to what you first said, the you. First of all, talking about the you. Mm -hmm. So there's the story of you, the narrative of you, the remembered past that makes up your present in terms of your story, right? And then there's the soul you, the essential goodness that I believe we're born into that is our birthright. It's our gift from the ancestors and from the mother and the father. Uh -huh. This part that you're, you're talking about in terms of the, the God issue, I, I, I see it a little bit differently, but I think in the end we probably see it very similarly because I look at God as the mystery, which then eliminates the duality that you're talking about. And I love you use the word parody. That's, I, I've never heard that uh, used before. And I think that actually is the resolution of what I'm talking about, the conflict that, that we're talking about. In the, the suffering for me is, to go back to what we said earlier, is that myth, that lie that we're separate. We're separate 
we act as though we're separate from our bodies, we're separate from each other, we're separate from the web of life, from all of nature. And that's a lie. It's never been so. The mystical traditions have always shown us that. And quantum physics now says the same thing as the mystics and shamans and medicine people of all time have said that we're all connected, that there is no separation, that everything I do affects everything else, everything that you do affects everything else. So there, 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 there isn't a good bad, as you say, I, totally in alignment with that, because that would be dualism, that would be the separation. But I think that when people in the esoteric aspects of religion, like if you look at Judaism, but look at the Talmud, Talmudism, then you go into the mystical aspects, you look in the different religions, Catholicism, you know, there's the part that they're all pointing to the same moon. Mm -hmm. So, in that sense, I don't see the, the two. I see they're all, everybody's pointing to that moon. Um, mm -hmm. That is what we call God. And then we create conflict, mainly out of the need to control and organize and order, and in the current state, to get people to buy things and follow orders. Uh -huh. you know, it's kind of where that's gone. So this, this uh, parody that you talk about, um, at moving from a, a identity, a you that is a story versus that you is that essential goodness or the soul, why I brought up that first, that other issue of the resolution of the three bodies. Mm -hmm. In order to be able to connect to the world, we have to first connect to ourself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was asking about the harmony of the three bodies. <laughs> so maybe you could take off on that or respond to what I'm saying here. Right. You open many, many, many doors too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know we do that. Okay. <laughs> but we, we, we focus first in the three bodies, okay? Yeah. Later yeah. I'd like to mention another things, but... Okay. Yeah. In the three bodies, um, we believe in Hanak Pacha, Kai Pacha, Uhu Pacha, okay? Um, Uhupacha is internal, your mind, your internal world, you see? Uh, in, in some books, you go to finding there is the place of the demons, you know, under the, the, the according to the Bible and the Catholics say there is the demon world, you know, where all the fire exists and that. Well, yeah, for some, for some people, it's like this. For some people, is the internal world is the most difficult world because going to your mind is going to the la the labyrinths. In 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 Costco exists all one temple for this part, and the name, you you be there. Sacsayhuaman is the temple, the head of the puma, you know. And in one area, Sacsayhuaman represents the, the labyrinth of the mind. And go to deal with the labyrinth of the mind, the Puma's mind in this case, is such a big journey. Yeah. You know, for this reason, many people don't finish to know herself, to understand herself. And the main studies, if you try to... Okay, we believe this other part is like this, the, the humanity is a net. 
That's how I receive in my journeys, in my own investigation, and also some of my elders talking about the same things. That the humanity is one net, okay? And we call to this net the human conscious, okay? With your own experience, the contribution is to the human conscious, not to the, not to the people in general, if not to the human conscious. It's what your life brings to the humanity. So in one way, in another way, every single human is relating by this net. You see? And what happened, whatever your life or whatever every single person life go to the net. And this affecting everyone. You see? So in one hand it's not important who is the first one to talk about something. If not the most important is how this is going to open all the human consciousness in micro level, consciously or unconsciously, directly or indirectly. You see? So the first place to to move the, the own transformation is your mind, the first step. And many people, like many other philosophical schools and religions, this is the main focus, to clarify and empower the brain, the mind, and say, I think and I exist. <laughs> you see? <laughs> so if I don't think, I don't exist. <laughs> you see? So, <laughs> you see? So this is the beautiful part that some some beings, some religions, some philosophical schools is just relating by this kind this part of the reality. Now, another one is the spiritual one. You know? The spiritual reality, the belief, and another uh, spiritual teachings and religions, and you know, uh, help the people to be connecting and exploring spirituality. The Tibetans is one of these ones, you know, try to explore spirituality, meditate, and go and finding there the answers that you need. So, some philosophical schools in the planet teach you how you need to bring some kind of harmony if you beginning to move your your mind. Another kind of spirituality and teaching people bring you some kind of clarity that you need to find in the spiritual world, you see? What is the contribution of the Andean tradition in this new, new era? Because the new era is not coming for the new age idea. <laughs> if no, it's coming for the transition of the energy, the axis of Mother Earth. In the transition of the axis of Mother Earth that before is in the Tibet, and the Himalaya in this area. Now it's moving to the Andes. This is the real new era. So what the new era, the teachings of the Andean traditions, the, the indigenous people from this land need to teach to the humanity. Hmm. And the teachings, because in spirituality is coming more or less, everything is open. The teaching of the Andean traditions generally, not just in South America, if not North America too, native people here, the main teachings that we share is the respect for Mother Earth. The Kaipacha. Kaipacha is this present, this moment, and the totem is the Puma there. So what the, the Puma represent in these totems? The Puma represent the power of existence. 
-hmm. But what is power? One day I asked the question for the spirit. This is not to the <laughs> to the physical teacher. It's, I ask the question to the spiritual world, the spiritual, the, the spirits. And I say, show me please what is power because I don't understand. And I, I have a really tough life when I am a child. And I promise myself to don't cry because I see many things around me and many people cry around me. So I promise myself to don't cry when I am a child. So until this ceremony, when I ask the questions for the elders, what is, or with the spirits and say, what is power? And the spirits say to me, cry. And I beginning to cry. And this guy say, this is power. The capacity that you have to express yourself. And according to the Andean traditions, exist just two worlds, the mental world and the spiritual world. And both of these guys dance together. And the moment that these guys touch each other, in this moment create this reality. Mm -hmm. So the, the, this physical body is the power of the soul and the mind together. If this body don't exist, I don't exist. Mm -hmm. So remind me, uh, well, you remind me when, one time that I be in a conference, in a beautiful conference of um, uh, native people uh, here in Vancouver, native people and mining companies and the guys that organize everything is the priests, Catholics. <laughs> you know, put the... <laughs> The Catholics bring mining, you know, CEOs mm -hmm. and indigenous people to talk, finding some kind of harmony, you know. And there we're sitting in a panel and the people beginning to talk and somebody say, we are belong to God. And say the, the, um, somebody say, oh, the Pope sending us now to the indigenous people. <laughs> and I say, you know, one of the spirits say to me, I want to talk. So you just channeling everything that I got to say. So he say, you know what? Your pop, your pop is really intelligent. He's sending you guys to, the, to be close to the indigenous people, but not in the way that you are before. Mm -hmm. Don't try to teach. Because your teachings create these problems. Try to learn. What indigenous people have that you don't have? Okay? And what we have that you guys don't have is the confusion. You guys be confusing. You thinking that we need to go up to the spiritual world, to the heaven and to the kingdom of God. And you forget that we already live here in Mother Earth. So the main teachings of the Andean traditions is not how to go to God, it's how to exist here. And that is the first disconnection of humanity right now because we forget how to be humans. We are just one beings that lose the nature 
that bring us to this reality. Mm, brilliant. And, and the nature that we bring us to this reality is to be a human. So we forget to be humans. And it's the main challenge and the main medicine that is coming with this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we come here to learn how to be a human and how to exist in this reality, in a human reality. When we need to go and be spirits, we go to be spirits. We die and be dead. But we forget that we exist here. Mm-hmm. And the medicine of the Andean tradition is teach you how to exist in this reality, in perfect harmony with nature, with the mountains, with, with everything. You see? Mm-hmm. So they main and show us the power, the power to exist. And this is the main medicine for this new era. The medicine is that you need to recuperate the power of existence here. And remember how it's possible to be a human. You know, because it's, the, it's, it's really funny how we forget this reality. How we go away, try to fly and looking things. Um, some people with technology, some people with the spirituality, some people with many things. And we forget how to enjoy to be this sim- simple thing that is more complex. Because my master says something beautiful. He say, life is simple. If somebody come and try to complicate everything, don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> try to listen to the ones that help you to live in a simple way, because life is simple. Mm. You see? Mm. You know, Jamie, I'm looking back a few decades of going to the Amazon region the first, first time. And I remember being told the story of, of the eagle and the condor and that mm. we were entering what I was told originally was a new era, a new Pachacuti. And I, I'm now a little confused about that because Pachacuti, of course, was the emperor of the, or whatever, I forgot what you call him in the Andean tradition, but really the, the, the warrior spirit that made Cusco be all the way from Chile to where, where <laughs> however far it was the whole area of well, South America, uh, really. And so I was told that this, this new Pachacuti, which I'm not sure they were using the word the right way, this 500 years that we were going from the condor, the earth-based world, uh, and then the technology-based, the head-based, so the heart, the head, the heart, the head, that we were entering a time when the eagle and the condor would fly together. Mm-hmm. And can you demystify that myth for me? Because when I historically started studying that, it didn't come together the way I was told originally. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it is many legends about the eagle and the condor. I know one, you know. But um, the, the, the legend of the eagle and the condor mean the union between the north and the south. 
because we, for one, some older um, stories say that when the when we know that a time of um, crisis and difficulties go to come, the the medicine from the north go to the south, and the medicine from the south go to the north to create some kind of confusion. This is another another um, legend. Mm -hmm. um, when there, before 2012, I think it's beginning this part, in 2000, more or less, beginning the first opening, a little bit the first knowledge about the legend of the eagle and the condor. Talking about that is the, well, the one that I know is that these two, um, one day, see, the condor and the eagle fly together and it's the only ones that arrive to the kingdom of the father's son. In the kingdom of the father's son, the condor and the eagle receive uh, some kind of messages to bring to humans and the, the beings that live in this dimension. So the, the condor and the eagle come back and fly. And also this is the only birds that fly with the the feathers that is open and say with the open hands mm -hmm. and giving the the blessings to the humanity and the blessings for all the animals that live that the blessings that bring from the kingdom of the father son well one day say that the the father the condor arrive and the eagle is not there so the father son asked the question for him and say hey you know something about your brother no, I don't know nothing about him. Well, he don't come. Please, can you go and looking for him? Say that I waiting for him. So the condor fly to the north and try to look what has happened, no? Try to find him, the, the eagle. And when the condor find, find the eagle, say that, uh, realize that the eagle is in a gauge and say, hey, eagle, the father's son called you. What do you do here? And the eagle say, you don't see? I am in this gate. I don't have the way to go out. And the condor said, but what are you talking about if the door is open? <laughs> <laughs> you see? And, and the condor helped the eagle to come out from the gate and fly together to the kingdom of the father's son. There is coming the release and it's, such a beautiful because there's, um, years later I re I listened the story of the the white buffalo mm -hmm. and say that when the white buffalo came back the, the king arrived the first time is the time when this guy see an eagle and a condor fly together mm -hmm. so when the when the eagle and the condor fly together so the north and the south be together in this moment the big spirit come back to this land. Mm -hmm. and bring all the beautiful knowledge of peace. You see? Now, this is relating by the new Pachacuti. Pacha is a space and time. Kuti is come back mm -hmm. or return. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, the, yes, it's true. One of the Incas uh, used the name of Pachacuti. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
because he is one of that beginning the big transformation of the space and time you know every pachacuti brings some kind of catastrophe and some kind of blessings but is the legend is more bigger than this este this in cow you know um so the pachacuti talking about one era of transformation and transmutation right. one era that is go to transform and transmit everything one era that go to uh, bring for us another understanding another reality you know so this is the main story of the pachacuti mm -hmm. for this reason uh, we waiting for the next pachacuti and i mentioned the other day <laughs> we we waiting for the big catastrophe <laughs> you see because we realize that humans we just be together if something major happened to us mm -hmm. so we're waiting okay what is going to be the next catastrophe in the planet to wake up everyone <laughs> and when i go to one meditation i connecting with the spirits and the spirits say well we are really gentle we sending this virus to transform and bring the new Pachacuti, the revolution of the mind, the transformation of your mind. And it's time to come back. You know, time to come back to your home, to your own reality. And what is your home? It's inside of you. And it's, we live now, we need to go back to our home, literally and emotionally. <laughs> you know and it's perfect and it's really gentle it's really gentle i have one of a beautiful beautiful woman that is such a i i i love her i have a really beautiful connection with her she passed in this time you know and i asked the question for her when we connecting in a spirit in a spiritual perspective and she said to me exist some beings that go to pass this transition alive mm -hmm. physically and exist some ones that we go to pass this transition in a spiritual world you see it's the choice of every single being and i choose to transcend this reality in my spiritual form mm. it's beautiful Janie. So much more I want to talk about, and we're out of time here. Another, by the way, another definition that I had heard about Pachacuti was he who overturns space and time, yeah. which I, when I thought about it, there's no waiting. That place that you're talking about, it's here right now. Yeah. If yeah. we're overturning space and time, that time is right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, Pachacuti, for example, is something really beautiful because um, when I say Pacha, is the transformation of Pacha is space and time. Mm -hmm. You know, when the people say Pachamama, the space and time in the mother, mm -hmm. you know, in the cosmic mother. When yeah. you say este, Mama Pacha, it's different. Mama is go before, so mean that this, the, the physical mother in her space and time so mother earth is the the the, the reality is coming with mama pacha 
And the people sometimes say Pachamama. No, we, talk, we don't talking about the cosmic mother. We're talking about the physical mom that we have here. You see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. It's such a beautiful thing, but uh, I like to, well, I don't find it here, but it's like uh, uh, here. Um, the Mapuches, you know, the Mapuches is the, in the south part of uh, South America, the part of Chile. Okay. These guys have a beautiful definition of human or, man, or human being, you know. These guys call Wenchuing. Wenchung, okay? And Wen is the sky, okay? And Chung is the, um, is the, when, when, when you like reduce everything, like contract everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see? So Wen Chung is human, is the, the sky or heaven or the cosmos concentrating this little form. Ah, lovely. You see? Yes. So it's all one cosmos in this small reality, mm -hmm. concentrating here. Yeah. You see? Mm -hmm. So it's such a beautiful definition because. I always say to my students something beautiful. If you admire and you really feel happy when you are in nature, well, you have nature inside of you. And if you remember what is your own nature inside of you, this one that has the cosmos, the plants, the trees, the, all this beautiful nature form, there you go to realize how it's, how it's possible to be a human. Mm. Mm, that's beautiful. I want to, before we leave, speaking of that, you have a, a new program, a six-part series, uh, Transformation, Navigating and Emerging into Sumakuse, uh, which is living in a good way or harmony with all existence. And that's starting in May. Uh, that's this month, actually, now, the 13th. It's May 13th. And I want to let people know that you can find out more about this by going to childrenoftheseven-rays.com. And that's seven, the number seven, childrenoftheseven-rays.com. And also www.tamtoursperu.com. And that's where Jamie takes people into tours, which are magical mystery tours into the heart of Peru. So uh, you might want to check that out. Yeah. So let's see. Was there something else? Yeah. Anything you want to say about uh, Sumakaze, the well, community, the, 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 ecological and culturally sensitive coming together? Mm -hmm. Well, the Sumakaze that we bring, this is one one beautiful value that we have so we need to learn how to live in a beautiful way in a good way with everything and everyone you know i realized and i made the choice to teach this kind of things because in this time many people is so confusing and don't know how to go out to the other side you know so we offer in this uh, these classes to supporting the people to move coming from this moment of confusion and separation and fears to the other side and beginning to live in a more harmony and beautiful way with, with herself and with everyone, mm. you know, adapting herself to this new reality mm -hmm. that is going to be fantastic because many things already change. Perception wow. of humanity already change, <laughs> you know, and it's such a beautiful way to empower the people, company the people in this transition. Wonderful. You know? I will uh, uh, definitely 
be part of that, I hope, at least for some of it. And I really invite other people. And Jamie, it's just such a delight. Uh, Jamie Alvarez Acosta, your soft, gentle heart and brilliant uh, wisdom that you bring to us. It's just really an honor to be with you. I'm so happy that we could have you on Conversations. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my bro. I'm so happy to be with you. And thank you for your mission and all the support that you bring to the humanity, my bro. Conversations is an independently produced program supported by KVMR 89.5 Nevada City and listener contributions. We are committed to bringing you leading-edge thinking in the areas of environmental restoration, social justice, and spiritual fulfillment. If you would like to receive our complimentary newsletter, The Well of Light, make a contribution, or order any of our past shows, go to our website at arewelistening.net.